hotel. It's always a great privilege to be with God's people, to share His word with His people. Lord, I thank you for this time in your presence. I pray that this teaching will be a big blessing to the lives of those who hear the word. Amen. I titled today's teaching as Managing Lies. Managing Lies. Nehemiah chapter 6 is where I'll be taking the reading from. That is where I'll be doing the teaching from Nehemiah chapter 6. It's a very short teaching, but it will be a very big blessing to somebody before I begin to read the scripture I want to paint some scenarios do you know that there are times when lies are being told against individuals and in such desperate situations where even people who you seem to believe that you could trust also believe the lie that has been told against you. And then the truth you have becomes so irrelevant because nobody wants to listen to what you have to say. What do you do in times like that when it looks like a council is being created against your truth how do you deal with situations that seem almost impossible the funny thing is that there are people right now who are probably in situations like this you know probably in their family or probably at their place of work or probably Amongst your friends, their lies are being told about you and your truth seems irrelevant. How do you deal with this situation? I'll be taking more time, but I'll be sharing the light from God's word and um, I'll be doing some explanation. Please, Nehemiah chapter 6. It says, Now it came to pass when Sambalat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had builded the wall and that there was no breach left therein though at the time I had not set up the doors upon the gates that Sambalat and Geshem sent unto me saying come let us meet together in some one of these villages in the plain of honor but they thought to do me mischief if you look at what Nehemiah is saying Nehemiah is telling the story of Sambalat and Tobiah and he's saying that these men told him to come to the village so that they can have a conversation but Nehemiah is saying here that these people were up to no good their intentions was mischief 
Do you know that your place of assignment or the place where God wills for you comes with some protection or comes with a protection for you? So as long as you remain in the location where you're meant to be, there's always a covering for you. Let's look at Nehemiah's response. Verse 3. Nehemiah is saying now, And I sent messengers unto them, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? We should actually really credit Nehemiah for this level of discernment because Nehemiah was busy building the wall. And with how busy he was, he was still able to discern the intentions of two men who their primary assignment was to destroy the work that he was doing. Even though the work he was doing was very consuming, he could still see through the intentions of these men. We need to learn many lessons from this teaching. First is that you find out that your enemies cannot attack you in your place of assignment. One thing they do initially is to bring you to the village. They take you to they take they will take you to a terrain where you're not familiar with and it's easy to beat you flat at that level. Once you leave that high pedestal and come down low to their level, then you've given the enemy an edge over you. Let's look at another example from the Bible. If you look at Genesis chapter, I think, 4, verse 8, you will see that the Bible says, Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Abel was not a farmer. Cain was the farmer. So Cain took Abel to a terrain that he wasn't familiar with your enemy you always your enemies always want to take you to the village because they know that the village is where you can be dealt with the village is a place where you are not familiar with the village is a lower terrain so whenever situations come up and lies are told against you and your first response is to get into a serious argument to try to land your truth or you get into a physical fight then the enemy is making you come to the village because the way to deal with lies the way to manage lies is not to swing into action from anger but I'll be showing you some keys here as I take you through this teaching. So verse 4 of the same book, Nehemiah chapter 6, it says, Yet they sent unto me four times after this salt, and I answered them after the same manner. You can see how desperate Sambalat and Tobiah are. They sent four times to him with the same message for him to come to the village. But Nehemiah kept answering them in the same manner. Then sent Sambalat his servant unto me, 
in like manner the fifth time with an open letter in his hand. Wherein was written, it is reported among the heathen and the Gashem, said it that thou are the Jews think to rebel, for which cause thou buildest the wall, that thou mayest be their king according to these words. Verse 7, and thou had also appointed prophets to preach of thee at Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Judah, and now shall it be reported to the king according to these words. Come now therefore, and let us take counsel together. Then I sent unto him, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feignest them out of thine own heart. You can see, from verse 6 to verse 8 that Sabala and Tobias were so desperate to the extent that they even got fake prophets to prophesy to tell Nehemiah to leave the work he is doing again we must credit the discernment of Nehemiah in this scripture one major thing that you learn is discernment. Discernment is always a key thing that you need in seeing through the words of men. Because do you know that lies are easy to believe? If a tailor tells somebody that he has a high blood pressure, you probably will laugh that off. But when he becomes a man, wearing a lab coat with a false report in his hands from the lab you will believe that report because his words the words are coming now from a professional a professional liar do you know that there are other examples in the bible like we we see the story of where joseph's brothers threw him in a well, tore his dress, or tore the, the robe of many colors, put animal blood on it, and gave a report. The Bible says the brothers gave an evil report to the father. And because there was an evidence, there was blood on the robe. Even though Jacob was a prophet, he still believed the false report from the brothers that Joseph was dead. How many lies are we believing today? How many lies are we believing today? Do you know how effective lies are on the lives, on the hearts of people? Lies are effective in a bad way that it can even begin to cause a health condition. How many lies have you believed from the enemy? We need discernment because one major enemy in this era is the father of lies, the devil himself. And the only way to see through his intentions is to be very discerning. Look at Nehemiah. Prophets were sent to him to prophesy a counsel, but 
in the busy schedule that he had, he was still able to see through their intentions. You see why they tried to do all they were doing. Verse 9. From verse 8, Nehemiah is saying that he knows these people are lying and they're only trying to make these things out of their hearts. And verse 9 says, For they all made us afraid, saying, Their hands shall be weakened from the work, that it be not done. You see, the intention of lies is always the heart. When the heart receives the lie, then you see the effect on the body. The intention of these lies was to weaken the hands of the people building the wall. Once the hearts believe the lie, then weaken the hands. Nehemiah here is saying that they began to even believe the lie, even though he was discerning. Because we see him in the B part of verse 9 saying, Oh God, strengthen my hand. Strengthen my hands. Verse 10 says, Afterward, I came unto the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, the son of Metabel, who was shut up, and he said, Let us meet together in the house of God within the temple, and let us shut the doors of the temple, for they will come to slay thee. Yea, in the night they will come to slay thee. Verse 11 says, And I said, should such a man as I flee, who is there that being as I am would go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. You can see that somebody who represents a pastor standing in front of a temple giving you a false information. Nehemiah had every reason to believe that he should go into the temple, but his level of discernment was so deep. That I was able to see through all the intentions of this man. Verse 12 says, And lo, I perceived that God had not sent him. I perceived that God had not sent him, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me. For Tobiah and Sambalat had hired him. Oh God, how many people have such evil? friends around them how many people have such evil colleagues am amongst them how many people have such evil co-workers around them the tambalat and subayat and um the tam the sambalat and tobayat spirit that just seeks to destroy the good work that you're doing i pray in the name of jesus christ that by this teaching and that by this by this light that you are breaking free from such holds of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 13 says, Therefore was he hired that I should be afraid and do so unseen, and that they might have matter for an evil report, that they might reproach me. Now, let's see what Nehemiah did to get free from this good, from these lies that have been told. Verse 14, My God, think thou upon Tobiah and Sambalat according to this their work, and on the prophetess Nodiah and the rest of the prophets that would have me put in fear. Verse 15 says, So the war was finished in the twenty and fifth day of the month alone, in fifty and two days. 
Verse 16, And it came to pass that when all our enemies heard thereof, and all the heathen that were about us saw these things, they were much cast down in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. Look at the struggle from verse 1 to 15. What broke the camel's back? Or what gave what gave Nehemiah the victory here was when he took them to God in prayer. In verse 14. Are you going through a situation where only you owns the truth and everybody around you sees you differently because you think you're a liar? Have you taken it to God? Have you taken it to God? Yes, you're discerning. But in your own wisdom, you might not be able to set yourself free from that grip. That grip of fear. That grip of depression. Take it to God so that the Holy Spirit can help you Holy Spirit thank you for this word I pray in the name of Jesus Christ Lord that you help those in desperate situations right now people who are going through pains heartbreaks people who are in the state of being depressed because of the kind of lies they've been told People who are even sick in their body based on a wrong reports, an evil report. Lord, I ask in your mercies that you show forth for them, O oh God, that you help us to begin to depend more on you and not on our wisdom. That you help us, O oh God, not to swing into action when we are angry or vexed in the spirit but that your spirit helps us make wise and profitable decisions Lord expose every lie that's been told against us and let the truth be revealed oh God let your name be glorified in our lives, Lord Jesus. I decree peace and good health upon the lives of everyone listening and who would listen, O oh God. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for this time and your presence. I glorify your holy name, O oh God. Amen. Thank you for connecting. Call you blessed. I plead with you. Do not listen to the lies of the enemy. Believe in the truth. Equip yourself with the word of God. What God says you are, that is who you are. I call you blessed. Have a wonderful day, better.